Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. To convince a child to keep walking, try switching roles with them. Let the child play the role of the parent. They'll immediately do what you want them to do. You are raising in your home people that the Bible is very clear about their status. They need to be converted. Not just a conformity of their behavior. They need a transforming encounter with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate priority. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The students asked the other teacher if I'm a boy or a girl. And the teacher was like, does it matter? And they were like, no, I just can't figure it out. That's the goal. <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. As the world turns insane, you say... Is there any issue that perhaps better personifies the darkened minds of our contemporary culture that is now anti-Christian than the LGBTQ stuff? Well, we're going to give it a try. (laughs) Let's go to Mexico, shall we? (laughs) It's just, hey, Jimmy, um, if your children, let's just imagine they're little, now they're tykes. They're running out into the street. Uh, would, would you try to stop them? Sure. That's violence. <laughs> That's violence to stop your kid from getting run over? Yeah. <sighs> if you're the Supreme Court of Mexico, this is just utter insanity. Remember, anti-Christian worldviews, they have consequences. And they can be downright dangerous. The Supreme Court of Justice, this is like the U.S. Supreme Court, stated, Abortion bans are an act of violence against pregnant persons. Act. Wait, now let me get this straight. You mean the dismembering of a child in the mother's womb? That's reproductive health care. But to stop the woman from dismembering her baby, that is an act of violence. That's correct. Why? Because. The world's mind is increasingly darkened, and you are going to see manifestations of this everywhere. It isn't just the LGBTQ stuff business. It's everything. I, hey, Jimmy. Uh-huh. Um, so um, I didn't do my job last week. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do a bunch of stuff. That's why I'm petitioning the board of directors to give me a raise. <laughs> because... I didn't do nothing, so I should get more money. You say, that's crazy. <laughs> I say, exactly. Every Isaiah 5, whoa, to those who call evil good and good evil. What is up is down. It is all backwards. The legal system, quote, from the Supreme Court of Mexico, the legal system that regulates the crime of abortion in the federal criminal code is unconstitutional because it is contrary to the right to decide of women and people with the capacity to bear. So in other words, women who dress like a man and get pregnant, they're not women. They have the capacity to bear. The right of women and people with the capacity to gestate to decide to interrupt or continue a pregnancy, which in turn is considered to violate the rights to free development of personality Whoa! 
Since when did the life of the mother devolve to the health of the mother, to the personality of the mom, to equality? Wait a second. What does that mean? Equality. So we want a law that keeps women from making a terrible decision to terminate the life of their child. Because if we don't, there won't be equity. I don't think I get that one either. Well, no, they've got, oh, I know what it is. We've got to be equal to be promiscuous and pursue our lives however we want to. We're living in a me monster world and non-discrimination and to reproductive. Here it is. Autonomy seems to me we need to jump on our sled Write it and always ask the question, what is it? By the way, if you haven't seen Living Waters' new movie, did a bang-up job. It's called What Is It? Just go to livingwaters.com. You can find it on the YouTube machine. It will help you to always keep the main thing the main thing. What are we dealing with here? Because if I use... Jimmy, I got to be honest with you. Okay. Ever since I met you... I just don't think my personality has been developing at a correct rate. <laughs> so I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, please don't. Well, I, the Supreme Court of Mexico said right uh, there that well, I got to be able to well, that must be okay then. have my personality develop. The top court ruled the criminalization of abortion is an act of violence. Where's Emily Latella when you need her? And discrimination based on gender because it perpetuates the stereotype that women... And pregnant persons can only freely exercise, here it is, this is some honesty, their sexuality to beat and reinforces the gender role imposed by the maternity as a mandatory destination. Well, that's what it is because it's a human being in there. But thank you, Supreme Court of Mexico, for the honesty. It's all about being able to be, well, act like dogs, just to go out and... Do whatever you want to do and be promiscuous any way that you want to. No consequences. That's the Supreme Court of Mexico. Now turning the tables and saying to stop abortion, not abortion, to stop abortion is an act of violence. The world is turning crazy. Emory Health Systems. They're everywhere in Atlanta, major medical provider here, not to mention the university. They've decided to change the holiday calendar. That's right. Instead of celebrating Christmas Eve, no mas, Juneteenth is now a paid holiday, according to the CEO, who I believe is from China. And you know what, Jimmy? I say no harm, no foul, because I know that if I went to China, uh-huh. And I somehow became the head of a, of a medical clinic or hospital. I could simply mandate that the federally mandated Chinese holidays no longer observed in my place. And they'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'm sure they would. I, I know that they would be. <laughs> to minimize impact to patient care, we will not be adding another paid holiday to our calendars. Rather, beginning January 2024, we will remove Christmas Eve from our holiday calendar and replace it with Juneteenth. And if you've ever wanted to hear a lack of subtlety regarding diversity, equity, this is this this is absolutely it. We hope this will allow more opportunities for celebration, reflection, and education. Wait a second. By taking away a holiday that more people celebrate, 
you are somehow, somehow in this man's world, there'll be more opportunities for celebration, reflection, and education. On what? You see, it's way more important that we learn about DEI than about Jesus Christ. That's what's going on here. Diversity, equity, and inclusion at Emory Healthcare is about creating an environment of true belonging for our patients and team members. Because, you know, Jimmy, I'll tell you, I was just at the grocery store Uh and I saw somebody that didn't look like me. I punched him and dragged him out by the feet (laughs) because that's what we Christians do. We don't, we hate all these people. Don't tolerate nobody. We don't love them. We hate them. You'd think equity and inclusion at Emory Healthcare is about creating an environment of true belonging while ensuring, here it comes, equitable outcomes for all. Paging Karl Marx, your worldview has been awakened. (laughs) Abortion, up to moment of birth, American College of OBGYNs calls for no limits, despite Kamala Harris's protestations that it's just been, I think she said, miscommunication about abortion up until delivery. I don't know why they have a problem with it. After all, woman's right to choose. She's got to keep her personality intact. She's got to have the ability to just live any old way she wants to. Why not? Well, guess what? In a Washington Post op-ed, the American College of OBGYN and Society of Family Planning called for no limits on abortion because they're safe. But the child, it improves and saves lives, and it must be available without restrictions, without limitations, and without barriers. I think that would mean up until birth, Kamala. Mrs. Vice President person, just as any other critical part of health care. There were 930,000 U.S. abortions in 2020, not to mention the abortion pill and encouragement. Keep supporting preborn ministries, preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. The fight for life, it's real. And check out the Living Waters video, I'm telling you. That's good stuff. Hey, cool. Mom and dad, are you letting your kids do the Instagram and TikTok? They might just see an ad for AI sex workers. You see, we're so advanced that there's a platform that doesn't allow, supposedly, inappropriate pictures of human beings. So we'll just make them look like human beings through AI. And apparently the ads are coming fast and furious. NBC News found 35 app developers running sexually explicit ads on apps owned by Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram. You should know the AI apps are benefiting from a double standard that hurts real human sex workers is the complaint. Sex workers are not allowed to make money off of their image, but some tech pro who's creating a similar AI image is, says a research fellow at Northumbria University. (laughs) As the world turns insane, I think it done did already. This is Wretched Radio. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, 
we can trust this ministry, Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry. 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. And I want to take just a moment and I want to thank our gospel partners for standing firm with us in our mission to reach millions of people with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Your support has enabled us to produce resources that have helped people like our buddy Seth, who recently wrote in and said that he's grown in his walk with Christ. His testimony is a prime example of how your giving makes an eternal impact. But let's be honest, we know being a monthly gospel partner, it's not always easy. People are not always in that place in their life where they're financially able to do it. It takes commitment, it takes sacrifice, and it takes a willingness to say no to Starbucks a couple of times a week. But hey, we know you're up to the task because you're, well, bold and courageous supporter of Ratchet. We know you are. And your ongoing support would mean the world to us, literally. So to all of our gospel partners out there, Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds, 54,000 babies were saved, 69 ultrasound machines were placed, 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries, very busy, saving babies, saving souls. Would you please consider partnering with Preborn Ministries? $28 per ultrasound, five ultrasounds, $140. Yes, they are expensive, but they save lives. And Preborn Ministries uses good equipment with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with preborn. Please consider supporting preborn at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Know your church fathers. Theophilus of Antioch lived a pagan lifestyle until he was converted by reading the scriptures. His most notable work, Apology, was written to an unbelieving friend to show that the scriptures were self-authenticating and argued that the antiquity, clarity, and consistency of the scriptures prove their divine origin. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Not exactly sure what this button's gonna produce. Insane. One of the things we can celebrate today is how young people have so many more options to consider than simply whether they feel like a boy or a girl. Yikavilta-fish, <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. What a world, what a world. Hey, National Geographic. Recognizing the undeniable, STDs are at a shocking high. Because you got to give the kids options. It has got to let them be frisky. They're no better than dogs. They're just... 
feral cats roaming the streets. How do we reverse the trend? Hmm. I'm plumb out of ideas. I have no idea what we might do to stop people from getting a disease that's transmitted through a particular practice. Huh. I don't blame them for being stymied, Jimmy. This is what they have come up with. We are the reason that we have so many STDs. Uh, it's because of COVID and racism, you see. <laughs> blame everything on the COVID. <laughs> Jimmy, sorry I was a little late this morning. Uh, what, what? COVID. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry I didn't get back to you with that text. COVID. <laughs> Half were among teens and young adults age 15 to 24. 31% of all cases of these things were among black people, even though they make up only 12% of the U.S. Okay, now you could say they're disproportionately affected. Right. Fine. Don't even care to argue that. The reality is there is a certain behavior that brings about this particular consequence. And if you don't do that, then you won't experience the consequence. Men who have sex with men, MSM, apparently, Jimmy, which I thought was mainstream media, but apparently now <laughs> means something different, are also disproportionately affected. Almost 40% reporting syphilis or have been diagnosed with HIV. I'm clear out of ideas. They do mention some local policies limit sex education because that's the solution. Teach them how to have sex so that they sexually transmitted disease. Oh, I'm tracking with your world. When that happens, kids are left to find answers about sex from their friends or online. What would we do without the public education system? It's just not youth who could use more guidance. Doctors themselves may know where to get guidance on who to screen or when to screen for SDIs. Without consistent guidance, screening among youth may be overlooked. You see, the reason there's a disproportionate number of cases with different groups is because there's not enough screening. Oh, that may be, and that, that could certainly be addressed. But that is to fail to miss the forest for the trees. The reason that people get these diseases is because they are doing something that God does not ordain. And when God doesn't give the thumbs up, you're going to feel it. There is a sting, there is a reaping, and there is a sowing. And it is perhaps, perhaps most manifested in STIs. How hard is this? Oh, here, here's, another, here's another thing that's got to be avoided. Kids need to stop talking to their parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to stop doing that because otherwise they're just going to keep getting the... We need additional funding for public health systems. <sighs> The blind, the blind, the world is like a blind man with a mask on his eyes looking for a black cat in a dark room. Couldn't find it on a bet. Dr. Death, familiar with this guy? Don't care to use his name. He's created a coffin. It's a suicide pod. So you can experience a relatively quick death, relatively quick death. <laughs> <laughs> by pushing a button. Now, don't you worry. This is a very scientific procedure. You see, if you're an individual who has said, Dr. Death, I'd like to end my life, and I don't actually want to have to go from a bed to a casket, 
do you have any products for me where I might actually be able to take my own life scientifically and then be buried in that very same device? And Dr. Death would say, whoa, slow your roll, pal. We have some serious questions that we are going to ask before we turn this machine on and let you push the button, which will kill you relatively soon. Here's the serious, Jimmy. I might stumble over some of these because the scientific language, it's a little, you know, if you don't speak the Latin, the medical stuff. So let me see if I can get this right. Here are the three questions. You're in your death pod. And before they turn on the motor for you to push the button, who are, who are, who are, who are, who are you? Who are, who are you? that's That's a tough one. Okay, here's another one. Where are you? Where are you? I stumble over this yeah, scientific hey, hey, jargon I, here. I get it. That's the next. Do you know what happens if you press the button? <laughs> okay, <laughs> then. We're good. Seal the lid. Let him push the button to experience a relatively quick death. Low anthropology. We want people to live. Do we recognize that suffering is not fun? Of course. And it's just not human to think that suffering is just nothing to be concerned about. If we do everything that we know how to do to alleviate human suffering. But in the panoply of options for the medical provider who swore that Hippocratic Earth, you know, to actually foster and protect life, killing people ain't one of them. Dr. Death, so convenient. You just get dressed up. Jump into your pod, answer those three challenging questions, cross your fingers, hope you pass, and then you push the button. Boom. What a world. Now, this is a statistic that I think we need to pay attention to because it's not just the world that is willing to take the life of their own child. Christian women done this. Headline one in six churchgoers have had or paid for or encouraged an abortion. They listened to the world. They felt the pressure. They were scared. They could have been ill-informed. Maybe they were just being willfully wicked, but they did it. This is from the Family Research Council. Nearly two-thirds, 65% of those surveys stated the Bible identifies when human lives begin. 21 disagreed. 14 didn't know. 35% said that abortion is not acceptable under any circumstances. 19% contended the Bible teaches abortion is only acceptable when the mother's life is endangered. Regardless, one in six churchgoers are overriding what we intuitively know to be true. What is inside of that womb is my child. And they take the life of their child. 17% of female churchgoers have had an abortion. 17%. 15% of male churchgoers have paid for or actively encouraged someone to get an abortion. There are pastors who refuse to talk on this subject because they don't want anybody to feel bad. Pastor, they already feel bad. You can bring them some healing. You can bring them some balm. You can bring them some good news. As far as the East is from the West, so far has God even removed the sin of abortion from you. You don't need to feel dirty anymore because you're not guilty anymore. You have been washed white as snow. No matter what you did in the past, 
God's grace is bigger still. Live joyfully. Live knowing that you're not a second-class Christian relegated of the church because you did something wicked. Honestly, is there anybody who hasn't? Don't think that Romans 8, 38, 39. I'm going to be talking about this a little bit. When I get to, Jimmy, if I mentioned I'm going to be at Faith Bible Church, St. Paul, Minnesota, Not yet. Faith Twin Cities. Oh, I do have to tell you, this is some good news. I received a number of emails from people. Remember, I said I'm not familiar with all of those, you know, many good churches. I mentioned Steve Linetti's church. Mm-hmm. Got a, several emails. This is encouraging. Cities Church is at Summit near McAllister. Woof, beautiful area. It's an old Episcopal church. Wait a second. Summit in McAllister. Wait a second. I got to look up that church where they're meeting. That might have been where I was baptized as a, no, that would have been where I got sprinkled with water as an infant, <laughs> right there at that church. <laughs> Bible Expositing Reformed Baptist Church preaches the Bible. Good to know. Here's another one West St. Paul, Riverview Baptist Church. I've actually been there. Good church, big church. I think they're looking for a senior pastor. If you're looking, Pastor, Riverside Baptist Church, West St. Paul, are are two good churches, and Faith Bible Church, where I'm going to be talking about a little bit, Romans 8, 38. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing includes abortion. The world has scored many victories with Christian women, whether they were saved before or not. Forgiveness is found in Christ. And nothing can separate you from the love of God. You can be no more distant, no more near than anybody else. You repent and put your trust in Jesus Christ, and you are as in as anyone. This is Wretched Radio. It's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. We start in Nigeria. A couple of stories that are not very positive. Recently, two Christians left dead. Several others were injured while six were kidnapped. Nigeria has been challenging for Christians over the last several years. Just last year, it topped the charge for Christians killed for their faith. This year already, the country ranks sixth on the world's watch list of countries where it's most difficult to be a Christian. And a Catholic seminary student was recently burned alive in Kaduna State in Nigeria. The student met his fate when the assailants couldn't get to their actual target, so they settled for this young man. And according to the government in Nigeria, this isn't religious persecution at all. No, of course not. Whatever would give anyone that idea. Folks, as we tell you so frequently, please make sure that you continue praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. Now to California, where the Hayward Unified School District has recently decided that a student's club, a Christian student club, is a no-go at Fairview Elementary School. Liberty Council has decided to get involved, and they've sent a friendly letter to the school asking for their immediate approval of the club's activities because, well, you know, there are other clubs that have gotten the golden ticket to meet on campus. So to give the school right now the benefit of the doubt, maybe those in leadership there just happened to miss the 2001 Supreme Court ruling that said public schools can't ban clubs like these. And if that happened to be the case, just some advice, some unsolicited advice from someone who has to follow laws and follow the news. It's a lot easier to keep track of them if you do actually follow them. 
You know, it's really weird, but I just read a story about our vice president, Kamala Harris. The author of the article said dodging questions about abortion looks to be her new sport. A couple of observations from me. Number one, it's not anything new for our vice president to dodge questions. But number two, does a Democrat really dodge questions about abortion? I mean, saying nothing is saying something, right? Yeah, and we all know their stance. There's no confusion about what the liberal democratic stance on abortion is. So whether they're evading or whether they're directly answering it, we all pretty much know where they stand on the murder of innocent unborn babies. Finally, a judge in D.C. has decided that pro-life activists cannot show photos of aborted babies as evidence in court. That's been deemed as incendiary and distracting. So, yeah, if you, if you call it incendiary, it's probably hitting a little bit too close to the truth. I wonder if that same judge would make that same ruling in a murder case involving someone already born. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. The book of Revelation describes visions given to the Apostle John by Jesus Christ concerning the consummation of history. Its symbolic style makes Revelation a mystery to many. But you can understand much by asking what are the setting and action and who are the characters. When you wonder how it's all going to end, God has given Revelation just for you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Score a win for the Bible teaching church. This is Wretched Radio. Lo and behold, an email sent to idea at wretched.org identifying a Bible teaching church in St. Paul known as Cities Church. The email that was sent from John said, meeting in an Episcopal church on Summit Avenue in McAllister. If you ever have the chance to go to St. Paul, Minnesota, you better start practice talking like that or we're going to know you're an outsider. And you go to the Summit Avenue area. It's glorious. It is It is like Victorian home after mansion. It is such a cool place to walk. And there is a lovely all-stone church. I'm looking at it right now. The glorious stained glass. It's built like a church because the Episcopalians, despite their wonky theology, no church architecture. And it's no longer in business. I just did the Googling. They went under in 2015 due to an aging population. Well, the problem with that little excuse is that they're right across the street from McAllister University. And there's plenty of kids around there. In fact, there's a ton of universities. You've got the Lost William Mitchell is down Summit Avenue. You've got McAllister. Uh, oh, Oh, what's the one on the way to the state fair? It's killing me on the right-hand Hamlin University. There's, there's kids everywhere. There's no excuse for this particular church going out of business other than they went totally apostate. And liberalism doesn't fill churches. Bible-teaching churches are the ones that are growing. And this Bible-teaching church swooped it up. And I say good on them. I got to tell you, it is a glorious building and a win for Bible-teaching churches. Jimmy, yes. I wonder if the baptismal font where I was sprinkled as a child still exists. Because that's that's where that's where I don't know why my parents took me to get baptized, other than it was probably cultural. Because mm. we never went to church when I was a kid. Oh, I mean, on occasion, but it was rare. Nevertheless, I got sprinkled with water. Please note, 
Sorry, my pedo Baptist friends. I didn't say baptize. I said sprinkled with water as a baby because I didn't have faith, which must precede baptism. It's now a Bible teaching church. Well, maybe we'll stop in there when I'm going to Faith Bible Church in St. Paul, Minnesota, also growing. Pastor, don't listen to the siren songs of liberalism. Stay conservative, stay biblical. Now, you might go under. There's no guarantee, of course, the town issues, who, the history, whatever. But mostly, Bible teaching churches, they grow. So stay conservative, stay biblical. You will be glad you did. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Now you're thinking to yourself, real. How is it that this is different than that? You were just talking about the world going insane. Now you're going to travel the globe and we're going to hear again that the world is going insane. Well, the difference is, of course, uh, this segment has a theme song. And that makes it different. Wide world of Christian stories. Let's go to Ireland, uh, shall we? This is kind of exciting and of interest, I think, to Christian parents. There's a town, I think it's about 40 miles from Dublin. A lovely looking play. Big town, never just actually quite sizable. And they've determined the kids ain't getting no cell phones because they've been seeing the effects. They don't need a psychological study. They've seen the effects on the kids and they've decided we're putting an end to it. And so it is. The kids, I, it appears the story was a little bit complicated, but nevertheless, it was on Fox News. Uh, nevertheless, because of rising anxiety and depression, the schools and the parents are in cahoots together to not let the kids have cell phones because they're discovering in schools where the kids don't have the cell phones. Believe it or not, the kids are able to focus. I mean, really, what a boing, put something like that together. And they're finding out at home that the kids actually, while being sometimes crabby with the parents because they don't have a cell phone, are happier children. You do with that as you see fit. New Texas law requires drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill a child's parent or guardian. Jimmy, what do you think of that law? That's reasonable, I think. I hate it. You do? I do. Why? Because I think it should be the death penalty. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, well, I'll agree with that, too. You, you, you didn't know that putting too much alcohol in your body compromises your ability to drive a two-ton or whatever. They're made out of plastic these days. What You can kill somebody in a car. You know that. And if you drink, you get into a car, you know you're risking people's lives. And if you kill anybody, child or not, that's, that's why <laughs> I get the point of it. And I don't want to be a curmudgeon, but when I see those baby on board, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll back off. Honey, slow down. There's a baby on board because we don't want to endanger a human being, baby, more than a human being adult. In Texas, they are doing at least something positive, saying if you kill a child, you are going to have to pay child support, if you will, for, for however long. Sorry, you take the life of somebody when you get into this this would be, okay, this maybe needs to be rethought, but I'm going to go for it, and Jimmy, you can correct me. 
I put bullets in a gun and start shooting, thinking, well, I won't hit anybody. If I hit somebody, what would you do with me? I, I would say, hey, you are so reckless. You are so clueless. You are so inconsiderate. You know that could have hurt somebody. You've, you've now surrendered your own life. And I think the equivalent would be you drink a lot of alcohol and jump behind a steering wheel of a vehicle. Well, I'm grateful that Texas is doing something. I'm sorry. I just think that swift and certain justice would put an end to this. You don't want moms to be mad anymore? All right, let's get serious about protecting human beings. That's why we allow this nonsense. It's a low anthropology. How many times have we said that on this program? It is a low view of man. People who reject the death penalty, they would say, oh, no, it's because we don't want to take a human life. That means you don't esteem life as highly as those of us who would say life is so precious. You take somebody's, you owe yours. You forfeited your own. I'm glad Texas is doing something, Jimmy. Yeah. I just wish, is my illustration between an indiscriminate gun firing no. and drunk driving at least somewhat analogous? No. Oh, oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Don't drink and don't don't drink and drive. Call Uber or sleep on the curb if you need to. Love people. This is you know what texting and driving. Same thing. You texting and do we have we not all seen the billboards? If you text, you are endangering other people's lives. That is why the all of these billboard slogans they're so lame. And no text is that important. Well, actually, they disagree. They had to send an LOL. That was really important in the moment. How's about this? When you text, you're telling all of your fellow drivers, I hate you. I don't care about you. If I crash into you because I had to come up with a smiley face emoji, I, I don't care because I hate you because they've got a low view of man. It looks like India wants to change the country's name to Bharat. That is that is an, an old name in India. And if they want to go back to that name, you would say, well, whatever. It's their country. But there are a lot of people saying um, that is a little bit of an indication that India's leaders are thinking we want to go back to an Indian dominated country where Hinduism is the only religion and foreign religions are not welcome here. I think I this is Edward Teach wrote this, I think, to distance India from its colonial past with India being a name tied closely to the old British Empire. In India, we've been seeing increased hostility toward Christians. We're seeing it it's all over the globe. India, no exception. People are being, whoa, 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 oh, 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 hold on. I've got it here somewhere. There was a pastor in Pakistan. That's how you say it, Jimmy. You didn't know that till Barack Obama came along. Oh, no, I Don't did. confuse Barack with Barat, by the way. <laughs> when he came along and called it Pakistan, there was a Christian pastor. There was graffiti that got put on his church, like scary, threatening stuff. And they they called the police. And the police, it appears, actually helped the church to, to erase it from the side of their church building. Well, the pastor was out on his motorcycle. He stopped by a bus stop and two Muslims shot him. He's fine. 
he's recovered. Um, but they said things that made it clear, it's because you're a Christian. That's persecution, by the way. I mean, that's, that is, that's persecution. That's your body being endangered. And that is going on in Pakistan. I think they're number six now on the watch list of dangerous countries to be a Christian. India, moving up that list, whether they're called India or Bharat, they want they want to they want to make a a relig- Hey, I guess this would just be called Indian nationalism. Then is what <laughs> that would. Sorry, I'm kidding. Bharat nationalism. This is wretched radio. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Club's ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. You know, what used to be a movie is now our sad reality. We're living in a world that's gone absolutely bonkers. So much so that six mads just aren't enough to describe it. Social media may be bombarding us left and right. Our Christian worldview may be under assault. But we have the dynamic duo of Todd Friel and Dr. Nathan Buznitz. And they're coming to the rescue with Wretched Worldview 2. Tackling 22 of those pesky, thorny, contemporary issues through a biblical lens, helping us to defend the biblical view on things like sexuality and gender, critical race theory, modesty and apparel, persecution, secular entertainment, environmentalism, 22 issues to be exact. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to wretched.org, grab your copy of Wretched Worldview 2. And hey, while you're there, snag that study guide too, because it's the perfect companion for navigating this mad, 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 mad world with wisdom and grace. So, you're not convinced of the importance of training men to rightly divide the word of truth and fill pulpits internationally? Fine. Then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. It is so important, not just important, it's absolutely essential to have a trained expositor of the scripture in every church. When we read through the book of Acts, we can see that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, advances as the word of God advances. Would you please consider joining the Master's Academy International in filling empty pulpits with men who can exposit the scriptures and advance the kingdom of God It's a magnificent ministry with a generational impact. Please learn more about supporting TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor. Wretched.org slash pastor for the Master's Academy International. Attributes of God. Can a loving God be wrathful? If God loves righteousness, loves people, 
and wants what is best for his creation, he must hate what runs contrary to his will. God must always respond to sin with wrath, and his wrath must be satisfied. It is either satisfied on the cross, or each person will bear God's wrath eternally in hell. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You'll be the judge. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! Handle the truth. Order in the court. This is Wretched Radio. Prepare who to play one of America's fastest growing game sensations. Tell them what it is, Jimmy. Good idea or bad idea? Let's go with that, shall we? Oh, <laughs> this is a popular one. Is this a good idea? Boy, you kicked it into radio voice did gear you, right there. Well, yeah. did, you, did, you, did you see me perk up? What was the name of the guy that you were talking to me about earlier who did all the move? In a world. Oh, Don LaFontaine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did all of those voices. Oh, he's yeah, the original voice, the movie trailer guy. Went back, see, it's fascinating how culturally, I don't know what this says. I think I do, actually. It, it's, it's, I think another, it's a minor one, but it's a casting off of rules and ideals that are just a little bit lower. Voice work has changed. Mm. You can hear people doing voice work and it's like their voice is like really limited in range. Right. They don't even know where their bottom or upper end is. And so they just go kind of monotone on certain notes because we don't we don't want somebody who sounds like a professional. We want somebody who just sounds like us. I think there's implications to that. Nevertheless, Jimmy, Uh tell us again what this thing is called. Good idea or bad idea. This won't be good. You said it too much like a professional. <laughs> I'm sorry. We want casual is what we want. Good idea or bad idea. That's better. Here we go. <laughs> uh, number one story. Gen Z, there's a fellow on the internet machine who's using oh, his reach to give the savior of the world to Gen Zers. And so he's created on the TikTok machine a slang-filled translation. Kind of a Gen Z translation is what it is. Posts entitled The Gospel of Jesus Christ by Gen Z, as well as Gen Z Guide to Jesus' Crucifixion. Well, the intention appears to be in the right direction. So here's an example. When John the Baptist, who literally had no drip, baptized Jesus, he said, it's giving savior of the world. There you go. He had no drip, Jimmy. Bad idea. Why? Because you don't do that. Why not? It's just language and language changes. It's irreverent. What? There is honor and respect to the word of God. Mm-hmm. This is not that. Mm-hmm. So this, this, is, this is taking something lofty and making it low? Yes. It was written in... Koine Greek, which is street Greek, the language of the people. Well, okay. It's still not a bad and good idea. <laughs> Jesus goes around passing the vibe check everywhere. The religious leaders say, this is major sus. Okay. Wow. But tons of people said his teachings high key slapped. Jimmy, they high-key slap. I have no idea what that means. It's so far away from the original that it is no longer recognizable. And while it might make sense, and you can tra- you shouldn't have to translate from English to English. <laughs> well, there's a rule for you. 
it translate from a foreign language into your language, into the vernacular, but you shouldn't have to translate English. If you do, you've gotten so far away from the original. I am not like wildly opposed to all functional equivalents. Those translations, they try to stick with the text, with the original language, but make it in a way that is understandable. This is taking the Bible from Greek. I'm pretty certain the kid doesn't speak Greek. An English translation and turning it into a sub-dialect. And while I can understand why they might be inspired to do that, what missionaries used to do would be to go to a foreign land and teach, they would try to codify the language. If the language was so wild, they would they would want to make it something that was acceptable to all people so that they could teach what the Bible said. This is going so far away. Jesus' crucifixion, you ain't going to like this. Mm. I don't even know what it means. Jesus' crucifixion was referred to as a up. Glow up. Wow. You no. know what that means? No. Uh, that means. no. Here is another quote from the Gen Z Bible titled Annunciation. Mary was a pick me girl for God and was simping for him in prayer. The angel, the angel of Gabriel huh, appeared to her and said, You've passed God's vibe check, and he wants you to be the mother of the main character the son of the top G. You have an option when it comes to trying to translate the Bible. You can bring it down low, right into the gutter, or you can pull people up. Mm, that's right. Because the language of the Annunciation, so much more glorious and profound. And when you use something as trite as pick me girl, you pass the vibe check. Uh, that's nothing special. Pass the vibe, I didn't think they were too weird. They passed the... The clip elaborates how Mary promised, my body count will always be zero. This ain't about cuffing season for the Holy Spirit will live rent-free in you, she was told. <sighs> live rent-free. The privilege of carrying the Son of God. Pull people up. The language of the Bible is better. This was attempted a number of years ago. I remember, I don't want to use Rick Warren's name, but he said in his when he would try to explain like the Lord's, uh, the, 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 the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In Alaska, people don't know what a shepherd is. So we change it to somebody who hunts seals or protects animals because they don't understand what it is. How's about explaining it to them? Because a shepherd is a glorious thing. One of, one of the reasons that it's good to explain what a shepherd is, is that you get to explain sheep, which is God's chosen animal name for people. Not in sort of a transhumanism kind of way, but he, he, he compares us to sheep who ain't bright. They're downright dumb. They need protection. They need a shepherd. Rather than changing the language to accommodate the culture, teach the culture the Bible's language. Jimmy, good or bad idea number two, AI help with sermon prep. Uh, mm, mm, 
<laughs> Christianity Today, they just posted another article. Now, there's been a little bit of criticism on Christianity Today of AI, but overall kind of uh, the most recent article, what I learned from doing sermon prep with AI. Um, Jimmy, can a pastor use AI to prepare a sermon? He can. Should he? Okay, should he use it at all? What I'm after. I would say no. Why not? Because that robs the pastor and the congregation of something glorious. It robs them of his time spent in the Word, uh, what the what the Word that he's preaching that week does in his own life. I mean, that that I just do not think that is a very good idea. So I, I think creating a sermon, terrible idea. Uh, leaning on it, very bad idea. Utilizing it as a tool. That doesn't trouble me so much because it's like a it's like a high powered search engine. I think it depends on how deep you go with it and how you use it and recognizing, oop, there are people who design these AI machines to present a particular worldview or form of Christianity. But being aware of all of that. So, for instance, I put into the AI machine, which means I asked somebody to put this into the AI machine because I wouldn't know how to. According to conservative theologians, what has been the impact of Constantine's legalization of Christianity in 313? Use quotes from conservative theologians. And Dr. R.C. Sproul was in the list. Dr. R.C. Sproul, a prominent theologian, expressed concern about the impact of Constantine's legalization on the church's theological development, arguing that the church's involvement with the state led to the emergence of a new kind of Christianity that was focused on power, wealth, and political influence rather than the gospel's message. In his words, quote, The union of church and state led to the church's compromise of its mission and the dilution of the gospel message. Now, quote, I can live with. But here's the problem with that quote. I don't know the context. I, I don't know what he was presenting in that. That means we proceed with a great deal of caution with this stuff. We need to still practice some hermeneutics, even with AI. Similarly, Dr. Al Mohler from SB Southern Baptist Theological Sem expressed concerns about the impact of Constantine's legalization on the church's leadership, arguing the state's patronage of the church led to the emergence of a new class of leaders who are more interested in power and prestige than in the face purity and orthodoxy. Quote, the Constantinian shift led to the emergence of a new class of bishops who are more interested in wielding political power than in defending the faith. Now, that quote is accurate, but that doesn't I don't know the context. And there could have been a shading on that, or he was trying to support a different point than the one that was actually asked from AI. So, Pastor, we're, we're in charge of the place. That includes AI. Going to use it? Be careful. Be really, really careful. And whatever you do, oh, do what Jimmy says. Don't lean on AI and rob yourself in the congregation of sermon prep. And until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>